It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. As an entrepreneur, you started your business to follow your passion and not to spend your evenings doing bookkeeping. That's why VancouverEntrepreneur.ca uses Legacy Advantage. Let me tell you, they are a great CPA level bookkeeping firm. Let Legacy take the bookkeeping task off your hands so you can have more time to pursue your dreams. You will get peace of mind knowing that the bookkeeping is done and the tax authorities are off your back. Visit LegacyAdvantage.ca and if you mention that you came from Vancouver Entrepreneur Podcast, they will give you a $100 credit to apply towards your first month. You simply can't beat that. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to you today with the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Diane Curry-Sam is an award-winning communication strategist and sales and marketing expert. She is a master storyteller who has spoken on stages internationally and worked with hundreds of clients to initiate massive growth in their businesses. She has helped clients secure millions of dollars in funding and sales contracts and initiate change through creating story-based speeches, webinars, and investment pitches. Diane is the founder and CEO of Be A Better Story Business Services. Well, Diane, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thank you, Robert. Just really thrilled to be here. Fantastic. Okay. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. Well, I love that this is a BC show because I can tell everyone I'm born and raised in Kamloops. Uh, and have been, right now I live in Coquitlam. I moved to Vancouver area when I was about 18, so I'm a BC girl. Um, love it here. My business is, is, as you mentioned, it's called Be a Better Story, and it's about I help people to tell their stories, particularly through um, speeches, presentations, investment pitches, it's anything that they, they need to do to, and I really believe this, is that, that you need to affect change. You want to move people. You want to get them to move them into action and do something that you really have to base it very strongly in, in the story. And that is what moved people to action, and that's what I helped to, to create. Okay, good. Now, did you need financing to start your company, and how do you currently make money in your business now? Well, I, I had some initial financing, not a lot. I had some um, to, just to kind of get going, hang my sh- shingle up. I currently make money as a uh, speech writing. So people hire me to write their speeches and, and presentations and help them do that one-on-one coaching and, and development. I also teach courses in how to write a speech. It's actually called How to Write a Speech That Will Change You, Change the World, and Attract Clients Like Honey. So it's uh, how, how to sort of... I do online courses and I do live workshops on a regular basis called Your Golden Story. And that's about how to tell your story from stage. Okay, so most of your clients are like CEOs, senior level managers? Uh, yeah, I call them um, either speakers or emerging leaders. So they're people who 
yeah, in business usually. And there's a reason they want to get out and speak. They want to get their message out. They want to sell more products. Um, they want to get investment. They want to get the change the industry in some way and get people to notice them. And I personally believe that you've got to get out and talk, right? Right. <laughs> now, as far as the speech writing, do you also mm -hmm. coach on the actual delivery, how they go up on stage, how they break the ice, things like that, and deliver a speech, the actual... <laughs> I the guess. delivery part of it. Well, yeah. yes, yes and no. I mean, some people just, like, I always, every time I write a speech with someone, regardless, there is some delivery coaching going on because, as I tell people, it's a, it's an auditory medium, right? People are going to hear you. So I can't just go away and, and write a speech on your behalf. I mean, we kind of have to write it together in a way, right? Like, I have to hear you saying it, hear you delivering it. Even if it's just on a video conference, I'm not live with you. I need to hear you actually reading it out and delivering it to me. Um, it's kind of funny because sometimes I'll write something and in my mind, maybe they're, they're going to sound really happy and engaging. And then when they rehearse it with me, I'll, I'll be like, well, you sound angrier. You sound upset. Like they don't sound the way I had envisioned it. So it's really has to be rehearsed. So everybody I do as part of my package, when I do speech writing for them, I do rehearse it with them. That's part of the deal, right? But then there are other people, especially at my live workshops, that's where I really go into, okay, now and I want to see you in front of a group of people. And I coach them, yes, on um, even how their body moves, how their voice sounds, um, how the story's actually flowing out of their mouth when they're talking. So there's, uh, there's components of both. Okay. What is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and wherever beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Well, it, in terms of my customer base, it really is already expanding outside of Vancouver. Like I, I have clients all over the world. I'm dealing with a woman in Romania right now and helping her write her, her uh, speech in the presentation. So really with the internet, with um, video conferencing, it's, it's, my client base is already global. The long-term vision for me is to, I, I would like my live workshops to get bigger. I would like to take them all over the world. I think that I've got a very unique way, I call it story centering, to getting really centering people in their story <clears throat> and showing them how to get it out in really powerful ways. So I would love to see that workshop, maybe have a couple other people teaching it and kind of expand that all over the world and, um, and teach more of my courses. Okay. Well, we were, we've learned a little bit about you and your business. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Vancouver and BC. What are the biggest benefits for you in being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough, tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Well, I I love the vibrancy of this city. I, I have a real love for it. I mean, I was... I mean, I'm from Kamloops, so a BC girl. My parents were born and raised here too. I love the, the um, so many interesting, intelligent, well-educated people in this in the city who I really enjoy connecting with. There's lots of opportunities, new things are happening. I love the high tech industry here. I, um, I actually worked as a technical writer for years for the software gaming companies, so I'm connected into that. I think there's a real youthful technology energy of kind of a happening place right and i i love tapping into that i actually got my start in sort of i was the web girl and internet person back in the 90s right when it was just all new and so i love that vibe of vancouver um i do find the 
you know, the affordability is a big issue. I, you know, I myself live out in Coquitlam, so I do a lot of commuting every time I've, not every time, I mean, I have a home office, I've got an office out here, but there's a lot of things I, I need to go to and I have to drive into Vancouver back and forth and, and I'm not a big fan of the traffic and certainly the affordability in the city is a bit much sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that's the only two things I can really think of to criticize about okay. it. Yeah, that's a common one, the, the cost yeah. of living, the real estate. Yeah, it's really yeah. getting very high now. Yeah. Okay, good. So we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland, close to where you live or work, where you like to go recharge or get inspired or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? I'm a forest girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love the forest and I live at the base of Burke Mountain in Coquitlam which is the northeast side of Coquitlam and really I just walk up the hill and I'm in I'm in the, the the forest and I love it and there's tons of trails around here and I could just I, I take my dog I just go wandering right I love that feeling and it's 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 surprising even though you know it's a populated area it doesn't take long walking out on those trails before you get that feeling of kind of just being alone in the wilderness and you're not actually all that far but it has that feeling the trees are big it's quiet you can walk by the river you can walk um so that recharges me there's something about the forest and the trees i think i'll always be like you know some people love the sea and you know i like all that too but i and that forest just the feeling of being surrounded by it and protected by it to be a, a really re rejuvenating feeling yes that's exactly uh, the lower mainland in bc is really known for so we have a lot of international listeners so i want you to speak to them in this next question if you were to start all over again and you just moved here to vancouver bc but this time you don't know anyone knowing what you know now what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur well, I would, I, man, there are so many very interesting networking groups going on in Vancouver, so many interesting ways of connecting with people. And I would just tell someone to get, get connected, get in there, go to some of these, um, they, they have lots of great events at, at the Science World, BC Technology Industry Association, if that's what you're kind of into. Um, they have some very interesting speakers that they bring in. Um, it's a happening town. There's a lot of interesting things happening. The TEDx that was going on in TEDx Stanley Park, the the major conventions that happen here. Like, just go, go to events, go see who's coming to town, and get connected in with that that vibrancy that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, you just have to kind of make the take the initiative to go out there and do it, and and yeah, just really yeah, be open really, to it. Yeah fascinating things happening here and interesting people going on and conferences out at UBC and Simon Fraser University and the, the stuff going on in Surrey at their technical um, what, center that they're creating like fast like there's a lot happening just whatever your particular interest it is in just get out there and, and connect it just connect yourself in and then you'll, you'll be amazed at the kind of things that are happening here okay we want to talk about your routine a little bit here what does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day well i get a six and i get into my workout gear and i drive down to the my local gym and i have a personal training group that i'm part of and i work out uh four days a week <laughs> um then i come home i get ready i get the kids to, to school 
and then I sit down and work generally. And I have a lot of, um, like my work is often through video conference. So I'm writing, working with people, meeting with people. I, I have, um, typically my client sessions are an hour and a half each. And then I, I'm not working constantly with clients all the time. A lot of times I'm doing this type of work, talking to people, marketing, writing, connecting, that kind of stuff. Um, I take regular breaks during the day. I go and stretch and knead and walk around, get a little fresh air and come back in and get right back at it. So, and then I, yeah, I finish around four or five o'clock, sometimes earlier, depending what my schedule is. And that's it. So even working from home, you still maintain that schedule, not, not working too late. Oh, I don't really. Yeah. I'm very, well, I've got two school age kids and I just, I've, no, I can't. I can't be working 24 hours a day. It's just not my thing. Right. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way, or are wired differently? You know what? I don't really think they're wired differently. I think some t- sometimes they are not really for. Entrepreneurs happen for all sorts of different reasons. <laughs> so I think there's this kind of a feeling out there that this is this unique thing that happens entrepreneurship. And I don't really think so. I, I've met entrepreneurs who are very, who are not particular risk takers, but saw a certain opportunity and felt they had to do something and, and did it. I, I know entrepreneurs are a bit more risk takers and have been, been, are more excited about starting things. So there's all kinds of different ways of starting a business and reasons for starting a business. So I have, I don't have any, uh, I think anyone can really be an entrepreneur if that's what they want in different ways. I do think there has to, like, there's, it has to be a certain open-mindedness about it, that it, it requires an ability to um, make quick decisions and real, and, and take a little bit of a risk and be open to changing if you have to and being open to new ideas and con- and being able to, yeah, talk to so many people and get your get your ideas out in the world, and yeah, it, it does require certain openness. I don't think you can be you can be too rigid if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. What books are you reading now, and why? Or even if you're listening to podcasts, can can you recommend recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? You know, I'm reading one right now called The Seventh Shift. And I can't remember the author, but I'm sure if people Google it, they'll find it. It's about the trends going on in the world and the the whole like social trends, banking trends, economic trends. And this guy's talking about a a shift that's happening and how decisions are being made differently in in all sorts of things, politics, economy, schooling, education. And and it's fascinating. And I'm very much a, a bit of futurist for, for a lot of my adult life, fascinated by the idea of what is the future going to bring? What are the trends that are going to be happening? Um, so, oh gosh, I'm going on about this book. <laughs> it just, it's, uh, it's the one nonfiction I'm reading right now. And I'm also, I, I read a lot of um, uh, fiction and sci- sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. But right now, I, that's the one I'm really keen on recommending to people. Okay. What online or offline tools do you use on a daily basis? Okay. So, um, lots. I use Zoom. 
I know we're on Skype, but I use Zoom as I think it's a little bit better for video conferencing. I'm video conference. That's how I do my meetings anymore. I find it quite funny. If someone wants to call me on the phone, I'm like, what? You want to call me? Like it just seems so odd. you think Zoom is better than Skype? I do. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think it's a little bit more better video quality, a little bit more reliable. So I use that. Um, I use Wistia to, ho- to host all my videos. I use um, Active Campaign for my marketing, which is now which is also hooked up to ClickFunnels, and ClickFunnels is for my various sales pages and um, and information type pages. Uh, I use WordPress for my for my website, it's kind of standard stuff, but it's it's good. It works for me. Um, what else do I use on a regular basis? PayPal. I do my pay. I do my credit card transactions through. Uh, PayPal and some of my order forms and things and um, paper and pen yeah yeah I do have a notebook I have a notebook and I write stuff down for sure yeah okay okay as you know you're from BC so you know the place very well and it's internationally known as a uh, place to live in outdoor lifestyle how do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work and what are your favorite activities to do here in BC do you ski do you bike kayak golf hike or simply go for a drive I I hike and a lot and I go swimming a lot in the in the summer I take the boys to the I've got two boys and we go to the beaches and we go um, to the parks and the pools and the so we do a lot of that and a lot of hiking um, I used to ski and then I hurt my knee a while back so I don't do that so much anymore um, a lot of biking there's so many nice bike trails so I'll go out biking and and just walking or like I said kind of exploring the forest if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Um, well, right now, I I would love to... Okay, so this is going to sound... It's sort of similar to what I'm doing, but I, I do this now for a living because I love it, like speech writing, right? But I love the idea of, of more writing biographies of people, like jumping into their stories and really following someone around who I thought was super fascinating and, and writing and creating a whole, maybe a whole documentary about them or I just, I maybe pushing it into a whole new level, right? Like that it's not just a, I'm not just creating a one hour presentation for someone or a one hour speech. I'm actually diving in and doing a whole, you know, documentary about them. Right. That would be cool to be a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. Or some of these people, they write books for people like, um, do the bio, write their story, like the guy that did the Steve Jobs book and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, like really, really going in depth with someone. Because right now I'm, I'm kind of in depth, but then they go off and they do their, you know, they, oh, thanks so much, and they have their speech and they go off and they do it, and, and I don't, you know, I don't go into depth with them more than that. So I think that kind of idea, or taking a, like what I like about the documentary filmmaker with is, Tell the, you're telling stories and it's making a big impact on the world. You know, like there's that, um, I was watching that uh, TV show about the, what's her name, Leah Remini is doing about Scientology on CNN. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's, she's really diving deep into people and, and their experiences and what they've done and what, and you can see the families have changed because of what she's bringing out in the world. And I just thought, wow, that's, 
that's taking something that she was really interested in about and bringing it to light. Like what's really going on here? That investigative journalism style of, of storytelling. Love that. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Well, I, anything that's redundant and, and sort of repetitive, anything that requires a lot of, um, and now like over analysis, I think I would get, I think my, I can, I can do it, but my brain get, would get frustrated, right. To like the picky little details and things. Cause I'm kind of a, I'm a big, I'm a word person. I'm a big picture thinker. I like to be creative and I like every day to be a little bit different. And, and so anything that would be a bit too repetitive or that I was just staring at one thing for too long, I think that I would, I would go nuts. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Well, it always seems impossible until it's done. Is a quote that I have up on my up on my wall, right? Is that it, it when we're for people who are really I don't know, we've got a big task in front of us. Like let's say I like my wife I don't know, my workshops, I want to fill my workshops, I want to get 100 people in the room, and I want to, I've got this whole big thing, and it seems to me, it's, at when I first start out, I always think, oh my God, can I do this? And then when it's done, I'm like, I don't know, it just motivates me, like it always seems that way, you think it's going to be possible, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, okay, I can, I can do this, so I like that one. The other quote that I have up in my office is uh, from Tolkien, and he said, uh, who wrote Lord of the Rings, and it's from that poem, Not All Who Wander Are Lost. And I've really thought about that. I like it. A bit of a wanderer, right? I've done a lot of things in my career and had different different types of things that I did in my business. I kind of wandered around a little bit. And I used to judge myself and think, wow, you know, why can't I just stick to one thing? And, you know, I always wanted to, like, I always sort of admired people who, that's what they were really good at. They were, you know, they were, they played the piano and they were a piano player their whole life. Right. But I've done so many different things. I used to think, wow, you know, I wish I could have stuck to something. And then I look at that and I think, well, I wasn't lost. Even that I was trying new things and testing new things out and responding to the industry and responding to changes and enjoying that journey that I was on. So I don't know. I kind of like that philosophy is that we're sort of on a journey, like just let the journey happen. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because actually I've never heard that quote before. But now that you say it like that, I can relate to it because I personally have a bad sense of direction. Sometimes when I travel, I mean, mean, one time I was in Nice, France, and I came out of a bar or something like that. And I should have taken a a left to go back to my place. I took a right. I went on this amazing journey. I mean, it was just, and I've done that a few times traveling. I've literally gotten lost, but it's taken me on and I've seen just amazing things that if I would have stuck to the path that I, you know, follow the crumbs back to your place, right? I I would have missed out on a lot. So it can be uh, to your benefit sometimes just to wander without being lost, right? For sure. Well, I, one of the, because I teach a speech writing course and in my course I I use, um, Steve Jobs' Stanford University commencement speech as an example. So for those of you listening, you don't do it now, Listen, finish listening to us, but afterwards you can Google that. And it, it's he talks about different things in his life that he did. And at, at, when he was doing it, they seemed really disjointed. And he didn't know why he was doing it. And he kind of, same kind of thing. Like he went and took a, when he was a student in college, he took a typography class. Well, that was back before computers, back before, you know, fonts were anything special or anyone knew anything about them. 
But, of course, what was the Apple computer known for? All the beautiful calligraphy and fonts that they came up with, which were, at the time, totally life-changing for people, right? Especially the whole change graphic design forever, basically. Mm -hmm. And But at the time, he was taking it as a young college student. He was sort of thinking, why the hell am I taking this? Like, this is, a dumb, like, this is such old technology. You know, calligraphy? It didn't make any sense. But over time... Now, all things he, the things he did, he kind of wove this thread through it, and it made sense, right? Follow the dots. So, follow the dots, exactly. Yeah. Okay, what is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? I, I don't like to hear, oh, you're too much. <laughs> A little personal there, but I've got that my whole life. Like, I've just been, I'm funny, I'm loud, I'm, I, I mean, not loud, obnoxious loud, but just... I have these big ideas. I've got these, oh, we can do this, right? Like, oh, I can see it. I get excited about it. And then I get people who are like, oh, you're too much. Oh, that'll never happen. Like that kind of, oh, those kind of things. Like I get, and then I kind of, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I think it would be um, open-minded. Because I very much have, like I'm a storyteller and I work with people on telling their stories. So I have to have a very open vision of them when I first meet them, when I start to work with them, to really understand who they really are. And I have to have that kind of openness to it because if I quickly, if I make judgments too soon or I don't ask enough questions, enough deep questions, if I sort of decide I think I know what they're about before they've revealed it to me, I wouldn't be very good at my job. So I have to have that openness to discovering who that person is, what their story is, and what they really want to say out in the world. So I've cultivated that. Like it's not something that I that I think people are necessarily born with or or I, I've had cultivated that that ability to be open to people and to really fully understand them at a, a very deep level. So I'd have to say that. Um, and I also have a certain um, joyfulness inside me that I think is, I just think is, is somewhat rare, actually. <laughs> like, I, I, I just enjoy life. I enjoy people and and the beauty of nature, and just, I enjoy just being here on this earth. Would you say you're curious? Oh, super curious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that's part of why I, I'm, I'm good at what I do. I'm just so fascinated by people. I mean, even the most uh, kind of somebody you look like, oh, well, that's just your everyday guy. Like, what's so special about this person or this woman or whatever, right? And you dismiss them or you don't, but man, I know people. I know people from all walks of life, and they all have very interesting stories to tell. And not just the people, the whole world is fascinating to me. I mean, look at, that's why I recommended that book, The Seventh Shift, because he was talking about all the, all the interesting things that are all converging on right now. Like, whoa, mind-blowing. What keeps you up at night, if anything? Not a lot keeps me up at, light, at night. I, I, I don't, I try not to worry about things. I do worry, uh, to be honest, I'm worried about the, the what's 
I don't know, I'm worried about the U.S. and all the weird stuff that's going on. That right? I mean, that's a major country, and there's a lot of political upheaval and weirdness going on. So I kind of worry about how that might affect the economy here in Canada and and everything. I worry about that a little bit. I think that the financial system is a little unstable right now. So I kind of wonder that this is my futurist thinking, right? Like I think there's signs of of economic kind of disarray happening right now. So I'm concerned about that. Um, but do I stay up at night not wor- worrying about it? Not really. I don't. Okay. I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be a bucket list of some sort, whether you want to do TEDx talks, whether you want to travel more, write books, um, anything like that? Yeah, I, I would love to do a TEDx talk. So hint, hint, if anyone's listening to this and has any connections for that, I'd love to do that. Um, I have written a book. I would like to, to write another one that's a, like that's a bit deeper. I mean, my, my first one was a real how-to book. It was a real business book. It was kind of how to write it. It was how to write a speech that will change you, change the world. And it's it's been well received. It's it's a great book. It really, I I think it's been very useful for people who buy it. But I would like to go deeper. I've got this idea of writing a book about um, the tentative title is called The Authority of Those Who Have Suffered. And it's about really kind of a deep dive into your story, what people have suffered with, what you've gone through, and how to bring that out in a way that, that has authority and power and being able to sort of how to stand in your power as you tell your story. Uh, so, so really just explore that on a deeper level and how that could lead to social change, right? Because I, I really, you can talk all you want about uh, theories and economics and data analysis, and but until you've actually spoken to someone who's lived through something, then you don't, you don't fully know what, what you're talking about. So I really feel that, that getting how to kind of really dive into that, I'd love to write a book about that. And what else did I say? So, yeah, TEDx talk and, and travel. travel. Um, yeah, there's lots of places in the world I'd like to see. Um, I've never been to Asia. I'd like to see China. My husband's Chinese Canadian. I'd love to kind of go there with with him and and see parts of China and Japan and kind of explore Asia a little bit. And um, Eastern Europe. I've never been there. I'd like to see Eastern Europe. And yeah, all sorts of yeah. I'd, I would like to travel more. Sure. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout BC? Well, oh, let me think. Advice for entrepreneurs. To me, received. it's yeah. It it's don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. It's a book out there, isn't it? Written like that, I think. Yeah, I think so. But my dad actually told me that before that book even came out. So just it's like. You know, there is so much anxiety out there in the world, right? And there's so much, like, people put their entire egos on the line. They put so much into it. And and I'm not saying don't care. Of course you're going to care. But you're going to have to – there's going to be mistakes and things are going to go wrong, right? Like, it's – you've got to move forward. You can't let your mistakes or or troubles kind of hold you back, right? Yeah, that is true. Okay, Diane. We are going to have some fun. You ready to have some fun? Sure. Good. Okay. Well, there's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist, by the way. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. 
will come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? So is there people on this island? It's up to you to find out. We're putting you on the island. Yeah, I think I would I would probably last about a week or so. I would just wander around and meet people and hang out and I'm quite <laughs> I mean, I'm quite charming and likable. I'd probably chat with people, meet them at wherever the whatever facilities there were at that island and and I would think I would be fine. Um but I would get tired of it after a week or so and I'd want to come back. So So you treat it as a vacation? Yeah, I'd, I'd treat it as vacation, and I'd try to find my, you know, find my tribe, right? Who can I hang out with on this island? Who who would be fun to, to hang out with for a week? Great. Okay. Okay, Diane, how can our listeners get hold of you, and is there anything you'd like to add for, before you leave us today? Well, my company is called BeABetterStory.com, so your best bet is to just go to BeABetterStory.com. There's a link there to download my book, um, which I would recommend to people it's uh, and you can also go directly to be a better story.com slash ebook uh, of how to write a speech if you're interested in that at all and there's ways to contact me at that website and um, yeah I'm, I, I would love to work with people who are who have a passion for an idea that they just need to get out in the world and want to go talk about it and I'm sure you'd be able to write an amazing speech for them oh yeah that's what I love right yes for sure Great. True passion for it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you so much, Robert. Great. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes, and then connect with us on Twitter at VanCityPodcast and like us on Facebook, and you'll get all the latest news, including the BC Weekly Business Report, where you can find out more about what's going on in these fabulous products of ours. See you next time. See you next time.